Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for the 17th of February, Friday. As the Flyers got back in action last night, kicked off a four-game road trip in Seattle, and they kicked it off with a thud. 6-2 loss to the Kraken. So their last two games, both against the Kraken, Sunday in Philadelphia, the 4-3 loss. That game didn't feel like it was a 4-3, one-goal game. Uh, but that was the 4-3 loss. And then last night, the late-night game, 6-2. The final Flyers went down 5 nothing in the game. Carter Hart pulled. Sam Arison came in, who is the backup now, as you heard Torts say on the podcast yesterday. Sam Arison's the backup. And the Flyers really had nothing for the Kraken in this game. Early in the first period, Kraken get the first goal shorthanded. Kevin Hayes with a giveaway on the power play. He's one of kind of two high point men in that situation. And he looked really indecisive where he wanted to go with the puck and tried to make a sort of dangle, then changed his mind to a pass, turned it over to Jared McCann. Two on one the other way. McCann beats Hart with a great shot, shorthanded goal. Put Seattle up 1-0. Then at 1439, it was Johnny Gord. Picked up the deflection in front. Makes it 2-0. Then 552 into the second. Justin Schultz on the power play. Oliver Bjorkstrand at 1126. And Johnny Gord on the power play. Later that period at 1443. Flyers down 5-0. Carter Hart gets taken out. Uh, this game was not on Carter Hart. The team was not good in front of him. The structure defensively was not good in front of them. Not sticking to their structure losing coverages, watching the play, all the things that Torts does not like to see. And they go down 5 nothing in the game. It was over at that point in the third period. They, they do get a little bit of a good thing to come out of it because 14 seconds in, Travis Konechny ends his career-long 13-game goalless drought, picks up his 25th of the season, then Benier scored, and then at 14-11 of the third period, Travis Konechny picked up his second of the game, 26th of the season, so you at least come out of it with Travis Konechny being able to exhale from this goalless drought that went all the way back to that Washington game where he had the hat trick 13 games prior. Uh, so you at least get that element out of this game, but overall just not a good performance. The Seattle Kraken looked like they were mutating on the ice and just smothering the Flyers. The Flyers looked like a team that was mentally fatigued, tired, and thinking on the ice. Seattle looked like a team that was fresh, not mentally fatigued, and was reacting on the ice. Flyers were a step behind the entire game. Just didn't have any answers for what Seattle was doing. And Seattle was attacking them in all zones and causing problems in all zones. Flyers in the first period only ended up with one shot on goal. I think they had nine shot attempts in the first period and one shot on Philip Grubauer. That's not going to get it done. That's not good enough, especially after they haven't played since Sunday. They flew out to Seattle a day early, and they have to find a way to stem the tide here. As we talked with Torch yesterday on the podcast, and you're going to hear from Torch in a minute in a rather contentious media scrum after the game, You know, I asked him the question about the psychology of this time of year, the psychology in the dog days of a season. And how you don't, how you make sure that you don't have the the mental aspects of the game slip. I call it slippage, and that's hard to do because you know you're at this point where it's just game after game, 
the routine is there, and you're not at that, an exciting part like making a playoff push. You're not you're not even at the deadline right now. This is the true dog days of an NHL season in mid-February, and this is when the coaches hate this because this is when that slippage can happen, and the team's been struggling to score. They've, I mean, not good. They're two, four, and three in their last nine games, and they have to be better. They're not scoring goals. Their structure was, you know, it was really good against Edmonton. It was really good against Nashville. But there's a bunch of games around that where it hasn't been good. And obviously, this game against the Kraken highlights it even further. So how does the coaching staff go about getting the train back on the rails, back on the tracks? That's the question. You know, sometimes a coach, you know, we think a lot of times when a team plays poorly, that's when the coach goes in and peels the paint off the walls and gives it to his players. And Torts is certainly capable of doing that. And he may have done that in between periods last night. He may have done that to the team after the game. I I don't know. We'll never know. And you'll hear him. He's not going to talk about that publicly. But sometimes when we think the coach is going in there to peel the paint off the walls, the coach is going in there to deliver hugs. There's coaches in sport that have the philosophy of when my team's playing well, that's when I'm hard on them. That's when I keep pushing them. And when they're not playing well, that's when I give them unconditional love. Some coaches believe that. Some are the opposite. I mean, if you played sports growing up, we you probably had both kinds of those coaches. Your positive reinforcement coaches when things aren't going well. Trying to relieve the pressure of losing, not add to it. So how you how Torts and Brad Shaw and Rocky Thompson, how they deal with this will be very interesting to see if they can kind of grab the stick of the airplane and pull the nose up here. Because they got a, you know, Vancouver's not a great team. So they got Vancouver on Saturday. That's an opportunity. 10 o'clock Saturday night, another Flyers after dark. Then Monday, you're playing a a tough, gritty team in the Calgary Flames. And then Tuesday, on a back-to-back three games in four days, you're going to go see the Edmonton Oilers. And they probably got a little revenge on their mind from the 2-1 win that the Flyers had. Now, that's the ironic part, is that in the middle of some pretty messy games and structural games, the Flyers played one of their best games of the season. And that was that game last Thursday against Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and the Edmonton Oilers. They won 2-1 to in a shootout. But th- that game last night, it-, it was tough to watch because they just couldn't get anything going. Whatever they tried to do, Seattle seemed to have an answer for. And again, the, the, the good thing to come out of it, Travis Konechny picks up two goals. And you know, as Flyer fans, that Travis Konechny is a highly emotional player. He's playing more situations this season than he's ever played before. Five on five, every key situation. He's on the team's top penalty killing unit and relied upon to kill penalties and at some points drive offense on the PK, which he's done. And then obviously power play as well. And when you have a team that really struggles to score and he's the team's highest scorer, that's another whole batch of pressure that he carries every game. And when you go through 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 games without a goal, that pressure just keeps building. And you know that he's a player. He's a pleaser. I always thought he was a a player that wants to please the fans, please the coach. And 
he was probably building that up and putting so much pressure on himself, it was becoming more and more difficult, squeezing it even tighter. And he picks up two in the game. Hopefully he can get going again and they can move forward and rely on some more consistent goal scoring from their top scorer, who now has a career-high 26 goals. So that's the one good thing to come out of this game. But overall, I mean, that, that's kind of a thinly veiled good thing. That's only good as if it go, moves forward. So let's get to the head coach. As you can imagine, he probably wasn't too pleased after the game. Didn't really want to break it down for the media. So here's his media session after the Flyers' 6-2 loss against the Kraken. How did you feel this one compared to your last performance against the Kraken? You have the answer to that. Last game you mentioned... You mentioned exhaustion, structure, some of the reasons that... You guys, you don't need me for the stories tonight, do you? Well, I guess... No, not really, because we don't know, I guess, what you were saying in the room, what the plan was. Well, I'm not going to, it doesn't do me any good to tell you what's going on in the room right now. Why wouldn't it do us any good? Because that stuff that we have to figure out in the room belongs in the room. So you're going to have to kind of go with yourself here as far as what you want. It's pretty self-explanatory what you saw out there, so you really don't need my comments. So I guess what would you tell the fans? I'm not too concerned about the fans right now. I'm concerned about the hockey team. But in terms of a loss like this, I mean, how jarring is it given coming into tonight, even in your losses, the games had been close? No, not the last couple. I guess after several of them, you said you still didn't mind the effort. Um, I guess, how is this Gianna, changing that? I'm, I'm not going to give you any. Don't you get it? It's, there's no sense in me giving you information. I am not going to talk about my hockey team after a performance like this. It doesn't do me any good. It doesn't do the team any good. That, those are the people I'm most concerned about. This is a long road trip. You have three more games. How do you avoid tonight's effort and execution snowballing into those games? We'll, we'll just keep working on it. All right, there he is, John Tortorella, and addressing the media after the game. And, and situation, highly emotional. He's not going to give his clear, concise thoughts right after a game where it goes like that especially. And, you know, he's got to worry about those guys in that room. His job is to get those players back to hearing the message and playing to the standard. Because that was one, again, this is an outlier. There's been a couple of these games of late where the resilience didn't show up like it showed up for most of the season, where the structure wasn't there, where, you know, the team wasn't ready to go. I mean, they didn't get their first shot in the first period until... I think the nine-minute mark, it was like they weren't ready to play. And those things will drive you crazy and, and drive a coach like Torts crazy because those are things that you can control, being ready to play, thinking the game the right way. And, yeah, you can have points in the season where you're mentally tired and you're physically tired, but that's when you need to rely on your structure and, you know, the – the power of a team as opposed to the strength of an individual. And there wasn't enough resiliency in that game. There wasn't enough, you know, playing to the standard that Torts is trying to set. And this is why it's going to take all 82 games 
to find out who's who and what's what, because this is going to be an interesting patch of games right now, and who responds and who doesn't. How they respond, how they prepare, where are they at mentally, and how they handle this, will tell this coaching staff, tell Torts a ton. Because, you know, when, God willing, this team's in the playoffs, you're going to run into adversity. How you react to it is all that matters. So we'll see where it goes from here. All right, tomorrow we will bring you a preview of Flyers Canucks, and that'll be on a brand new episode of Flyers Daily. Everybody, try and enjoy your Friday. you learn